Did you set the treble? <laughs> like treble? We like more bass on these. <laughs> Star bass K7. Oh, oh boy! Oh shit! <laughs> Welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin, and with me today are... Jake, Chris, and Ames. What are you doing with your hand right now, Jake? Peter means rock. Bling. <laughs> Did you just give a double, double erection on your hand? What a double you... erection, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know what was going on either. All right. <laughs> so basically, they're both a bit... This perfectly sets the tone for the entire episode, and I'm very excited. We're here today with episode 23 of A Star to Steer By. Holy shit, I bet you all thought we would have given up by now. Well, think again. Today we're here to discuss classic Star Trek episodes, Wolf in the Fold and The Trouble with Tribbles. In Wolf in the Fold, Kirk, Scott, and Dr. McCoy beam down to Argelius II, which is a hedonistic planet where the law is love. Hot. And we open on a really much too long close shot on a belly dancer, and we soon discover that Kirk, Scott, and McCoy all like girls, uh, (laughs) particularly this girl. We find out that they're actually on Argelius 2 because Scotty has recently sustained an injury, I think caused by a woman, and so in order to have him not develop a hatred of women, they're like, let's get him laid. Perfect. The plan kind of goes awry, however, when Scotty takes said belly dancer for a walk and gasp, she winds up murdered in the streets with Scotty holding the murder weapon in his hands. And not just murdered in the streets, knifed to death, stabbed 12 times. <laughs> times three. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It was, I no, it, it was. I could do it more times. No, I think it's good. Okay. But I did appreciate it. Scotty has no recollection of the events, which is suspicious. He's obviously taken into custody, but then uh, they just keep leaving him alone with more women who subsequently wind up dead, the third of which dies during some kind of weird seance thing where they discover that there is a presence on the planet that feeds on fear and death, and we hear the names Kesla, Baratus, and Rejak, All of whom we find out are names of serial killers of women on many different planets. Among the locals down on Argelius 2, we have uh, Mr. Hengist. Is that right? Yes. Mr. Hengist, who viewers will recognize as the, well not recognize, but certainly his voice at least. He was the actor who played Piglet in the classic Winnie the Pooh show. Oh, did it a deer. (laughs) He's an administrator on uh, Argelius, but he's originally from Rigel 4, which is important later. And he is sort of in charge of trying to figure out who done it. But I mean, he... he's already decided Scott did it. Well, it does play well into his... his <laughs> because he done it. Yeah. Jake! Spoilers! <laughs> we also meet Jairus, who is the prefect of Argelius 2, and his wife, who is sadly... Hubba, uh, hubba. Yeah, she had a really sexy voice. She did. And a great haircut And style. he had a great... 
Roby thing. Yeah, no, his outfit was great. And he had a good mustache. Everything about that. They were a beautiful couple. Sadly, though, he was widowed when Scotty apparently killed the shit out of his wife during the seance. Anyway, long story short, too late. Uh, (laughs) They take everybody on board uh, the Enterprise to try to get to the bottom of who done it using their computers, their computer system. And they are able to determine that, in fact, this Kesla Baratis Regic killer of women. Klaatu Barata Nikto. Who is also... Gort. Who also may have been known as Jack the Ripper on Earth, is in fact on board the spaceship and has been killing the women in the form of Mr. Hengist! (gasps) And he would have got away with it too if it weren't for you and your damn technology. Great Dane. He then proceeds to take over the ship and fuck with them lots. And they're able to beat him by... Drugs. Yeah, that's true. First, they try to have the computer calculate pi, which, as we all know, is totally impossible. And he's forced to jump from the computer and makes his way through subsequent people on the ship, finally getting back into his original body in Mr. Hengist, where they trank him and shoot him into space using the teleporter, I think? Yeah. Yeah, just beam him into space. Yep. So that happened. It's a great episode. I really enjoyed it. And then, uh, of course, The Trouble with Tribbles, which is just one of my personal favorites. The Enterprise is summoned to Space Station K-7 on a Code 1 emergency alert. When they arrive, however, they find that there is no emergency, just a puffed-up Federation official who has some grain that he would like protected. I'm sorry, it's not grain, it's... Oh, it is grain. It's not wheat. What the fuck was he calling Quadratrid- it? Quadratriticaly. So he has some wheat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Quadratriticaly. Wait, you haven't heard of Quadratriticaly? Well, it is a Russian invention. <laughs> mm. Continue, Caitlin. Thank you. The Quadratriticaly, of course, is on board because there is a planet, Sherman's planet. Good um, name. It is a good name. Which... It's sort of in contention between the Federation and the Klingons, and whomever makes the best case as to how they would settle the land, it seems like, is going to get the land. Kind of seems like it would be pretty hard to be objective about that. Who hmm. makes a decision? The Organians, maybe? Whoever. Who, who was I would the, trust who the Who was the king that was well, like, they, cut the baby in half? They Solomon's. kept saying it was because of the Hopefully Organian treaty, him. so oh. maybe they are the, the judges. Well, that would be awesome. The Quadratriticale, of course, is the only type of grain, earth grain, that could grow on Sherman's planet. So it is key to the plan of getting Federation control of the planet. Since they're already at Space Station K-7, Captain Kirk's like, nah, let's have some shore leave. And uh, while on shore leave, Lieutenant Uhura, accompanied by the ever-gallant Chekhov, who totally checks out her shit while they're together at the bar, by the way, they encounter a figure named Cyrano... I would call him actually a character, because he is a character. Cyrano Jones, who is a space trader who sells rare goods across the galaxy... And we meet Cyrano Jones at the bar where he is trying to convince the barman to buy some of his fine goods when he produces a little fuzzball known as a triple. And Uhura is immediately taken with this triple. And the barman, seeing the, the delight that Uhura takes, decides that he will buy some of these tribbles. And Cyrano Jones gives the sample triple to Uhura. Tribble then proceeds to breed all over the Enterprise. Doc suggests that they are perhaps born pregnant, which saves it's quite a time saver. Mm. But they soon overrun the Enterprise and 
are just everywhere, including Captain Kirk's chair, his coffee, his chicken sandwich. <gasps> it's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. No, no, no. His bed. Oh, his bed. Well, yikes. Well, he put them there. Yeah, how, how could you tell with his bed? I'm sure it's just fluff anyway. <laughs> I don't know about the implications there. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> I don't. Anyway, during shore leave, uh, a fight... Oh, no, God, my God, I forgot, like, the most important thing. Yeah. So... Uh, while, while they're hanging out, you know, dealing with Quadro Triticale nonsense, a Klingon named Captain Koloth and his crew of merry men <laughs> show up to Space Station K7 because they would also like shore leave. And so now we've got Federation people and Klingon people in one place, which is a recipe for disaster. Not a recipe for a chicken sandwich at all. No, that's Tribbles. And more <laughs> Tribbles. That's how you make a chicken sandwich. That's how the sausage gets made. Tribbles. Ooh. Kind of in a dark ending to that episode, as if like the solution was like, well, since all the, the grain shipments ruined, we're just gonna feed the people on Sherman's planet all the tribbles. Soylent green is tribbles. They're probably tasty. Who knows, right? They're full of grain. They're made out of grain. Well, yeah, but it's bad grain. Yeah, they filter it out. Anyway, so uh, a fight breaks out in the bar between the Enterprise crew and Captain Koloth's band of merrymen, and. I don't really even think that that's that relevant to the story now that I think about it. It just happens and it's great. Hmm. It's a pretty long fight. It's fantastic. That is like the most wonderful thing. Cyrano Jones is stealing drinks from the bar and being all goofy. People are getting thrown all over the place. So um, basically, in conclusion, the Tribbles have gotten all up in the guts of the Enterprise and it occurs to Kirk that they may have gotten all up in the guts of Space Station K-7. And all up in the guts of Space Station K-7 did they get, including... In the storage compartment, storage compartments, where the Quadratriticale is kept, and they have devoured the lot. However, it's good that they did, because we discover that some of these Tribbles are dead because they've been poisoned <gasps> by the grain, which was impregnated with a virus that causes consumed matter to turn into inert matter, and you can eat and eat and eat and starve to death. These Tribbles are impregnated horrible. every fucking way, aren't they? You can't, yeah. you can't you poop can't, it out. You can't stop getting... Tribbles pregnant. So, ultimately, it's good that the grain, you know, that the Tribbles are in the space station because they save lives. And they also help to solve the mystery of who the mole at Space Station K-7 was. And it was this little toady named Darwin, who is actually a Klingon agent. He is arrested, hopefully flogged, I really don't know. Not sure if we're beyond that in the 23rd century, but I suspect not. Cyrano Jones gets his comeuppance for bringing all these damn Tribbles on board. They tell him that he can either go to a penal colony for 200 years, or 20 20 years, 20 years, or he can pick up Tribbles from the space station for 17.6 years. Though, it occurs to me, maybe you should take the 20 years, because if there's 17.6 years worth of Tribbles already on the station, they're probably still making more. No, no, it's Spock. He probably took into account. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know why he couldn't just, you know... Hire some people to help out. That's yeah, true. They didn't say he vacuum couldn't. those shits like up. Seventeen well, point six years for one guy, like because that's going to mean that the space station's out of commission for a long time too. Well, mm, when you say point. why they couldn't, do you mean like why Cyrano Jones himself couldn't yeah. bring in a cleaning crew? Well, I will posit this, which is that he goes back to the bar trying to like sell a triple for a drink. So I think something's already happened to all his money. Mm. I don't know what he's doing with it, but he doesn't have it anymore. Hmm. That's my assumption. Anyway, uh, in the most ridiculous ending of all, the Tribble problem is uh, solved on board the Enterprise when Scotty, Spock, and Doc get together, put their heads together, and come up with a plan to transport 
every Tribble on board the Enterprise onto the ship of the Klingons before they warp away, directly into their engine rooms where there'll be no Tribble at all. <laughs> Good one. Get so. out. Get out, Star Trek. So yeah, that's yeah, it. That was a very was... detailed synopsis. I apologize. Very important. She gets too excited about Tribbles. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Wolf in the Fold, though. I love that episode so yeah, much. This is this is the the final script for Star Trek written by Robert Block. Oh, that's too bad. Who we've talked about before because he also did Little What Little Girls Are Made Of Ugh. and Cat's Paw. Oh. He was he was our, our Lovecraftian friend. And I went cuz this was a, a inspired I guess by one of his old, earlier scripts for a show called Thriller from 1961 with Boris Karloff. Ooh. The episode was called Yours Truly, Jack the Ripper, and I watched it this morning. No. Was it's, it good? It's pretty good. You should check it out. Like I found it on YouTube, so we can probably find it pretty easy. Um, and we can link to it on the Facebook page, yeah. too. It's way more murder mystery, but again, the twist being that Jack the Ripper is, a, you know, be, being a serial killer is set in Jack the Ripper times, but he's a serial killer from 90 years ago and he's just been the same guy for years and years and years and detective what's his nut is trying to convince everybody that oh there's a pattern because all these other serial killings from 90 years ago are following the same pattern is so it's got to be the peter same guy is peter sellers a detective is, is, it, is it poirot is it poirot no. Is it Sherlock Holmes? No. Is it Batman? Jesus Christ, Jake. He is the world's greatest detective. As we know. As we know. So yeah. I'll, I'll not spoil the ending if you, in case people want to see it, but, you know, bitches get murdered. Bitches and murder. Those so those often tend to go hand in hand when Jack the Ripper, or some weird ghost calling itself such, <laughs> is in Man. the room. Now I want to watch Time After Time. <laughs> time After Time. That's a Cindy Lauper song. It's the closing theme for the film, Time After Time. Is it? Yes. Fitting. Written and directed by... Uh... Cindy Lauper? No, yeah. uh, Nicholas Meyer. Batman? Yes, Batman. him too. Boris Karloff? Boris uh, Yeltsin. Yeltsin wasn't that great. Who's Yeltsin? He was a president of Russia. Oh. After Gorbachev, I think. I don't know if there's anybody in between. Mm. He was the first president of the Russian Federation. Damn it, Chekhov. Mm. It's weird, right? Because so my understanding of Jack the Ripper in this is that he's a, an entity mm. that sort of finds a host and lives in it and uses it to... He finds a host and finds some hose. Yes. In the murder. <laughs> in the I appreciated that that witty wordplay. And so you got to kind of feel for, for Piglet at the end there. Because, like, they just beam him into space to kill him. It's like, I mean, to be fair, he was, you know, possessed. I mean, it could be that whoever Piglet had been was long since gone. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was unclear. That was certainly, certainly when the entity invaded the Enterprise computer, it still mostly had his voice. Like, they, yeah, they distorted it, but the core was still Piglet. It was yeah. so creepy. Um, I mean, when, when Kirk takes out Piglet, I'm gonna keep, we're going to just call him Piglet yeah. all so long. When Kirk punches him and he dies immediately, it's because he's just been a corpse this whole time, mm. being run by this kind, being. Kind of like, what's her name? When the, 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 when the companion takes her over. Mm. Oh. Maybe, Nancy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Jack the Ripper and the companion are the same species. Nope. Nope, that can't be totally the only ones in the whole planet, <laughs> uh, galaxy, universe. They're, no. just like, they're just like the floating jizz monsters. Yeah, yeah. Monsters. see, the companion's interested in love. The Jack the Ripper thing only only feeds on fear and death. 
So really, they're yin and yang to one. Yeah, another. they're maybe they're maybe they're ancient enemies from maybe a far he's off just the, the male of the species, and she was the female of the species. That's I why think, she was so uh, here's my theory. Okay. Oh, I am going to make a head cannon. Oh no. And this hypothesis, both the companion and this Jack the Ripper creature are the wormhole aliens that reside in the Bajoran wormhole. Hmm? They're non-corporeal. They can possess people. Hmm? I don't know why I'm making that noise. That's a a Hmm? terrible noise. It's almost like a Skeksy. Skeksy. Yep, there you go. That's my headcanon. I like it. I don't know enough about the Bajoran wormhole aliens off the top of my head to they're, say what I think. They're probably not related. Yeah, you never know. They do weird shit like impregnate. They don't impregnate. They Cisco is half wormhole alien because a wormhole alien took over his mom's body to bring him so that she could marry his father and have sex with him and make huh. a child because like it was prophesized. I and then when missed the wor- that episode. And then when the wormhole alien left Cisco's mother's body, she woke up and was like, why the fuck do I have a kid? And who the fuck is this guy that I'm married to? All right, I'm out. Whoops. Jesus. Have any of you guys read The Lovely Bones? No. No, I've heard of it. Yeah. It, it's one of those things that made its rounds for a while when it, when it came out. It's, I mean, the subject matter is dark as shit. It's about... Isn't it a child killer or something? Yeah, child rapist slash killer. Oh, gross. Uh, in that order. And one of his victims, like, you basically see the, like, the entire book unfold through the eyes of her in the afterlife. Oh. Like, watching from wherever she is, watching what's happening after her death, for, for the most part. Except one weird chapter, which I never fucking cared for, where she decides, I'm gonna inhabit the body of my, of my old friend so that I can bang my boyfriend. And then go back to heaven again, and that was my my last hurrah on earth, and blah blah blah. Eventually, the the child rapist murderer is found, or is a uh, is killed in some stupid way at the end. Spoiled. That's weird. Jesus. There was a book. The woman who wrote the time traveler's wife wrote another book that was called the time traveler's Husband? mistress, girlfriend, lover. No, what the fuck was it called? I don't remember what the fuck. I can't. I'm so Her mad. Fearful Symmetry? Yeah. I think that sounds right, actually. You bought it for me. I remember. You did. <laughs> anyway, and it was about this woman who, like, dies and then starts, like, possessing her sister so that she can, like, fuck around. And it's like, ugh, I don't... I'm not really into any of that. This is a whole consent question all over again. Mm. Well, needless to say, I'm sure Jack the Ripper, whenever he took over Piglet, did not ask permission first. I no. would say not, yeah. Mm. But he evidently was in there for a while because he was doing some. He was doing some murders on Rigel, Rigel Four, where yeah. uh, where Piglet used to be. I like that Piglet is like, oh yeah, people. What's the planet called? Argelius Two. I like that they are. You know, oh yeah, the Argelians hire administrators from outside because they're just not very efficient. But damn, if the prefect wasn't all about taking charge and just doing shit, it's like mm-hmm. you you seem pretty on top of things, prefect. I don't think you needed to hire Piglet. I don't think the prefect was pissed off enough or you know even even like distraught enough I mean, they're, about they're his laws, dead wife their no. laws are about love i don't think yeah I mean, but it's his almost like, wife got killed would he the vulcans care if it. their wives got killed well, no, no because it's logical and they would care they just, they just wouldn't, wouldn't show, show it, it. Hmm. that's the that's the trick with vulcans is that they are deeply emotional yeah and they would you know one of them would like 
fuck up their their quarters in a rage. And when someone's like, "What happened?" They'd make up some lame excuse. It totally wasn't emotions. It was there was I, a bee in here. Yes, <laughs> big bee. And you know, I'm a Vulcan, and we're really strong. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Fucking bees in space. Fucking bees. But I agree with you. He really didn't give a rat's ass about his wife being dead. Yeah, I mean, he was like, oh. Oh, you would expect that he would like punch Scott in the face or something, or like, like you son of a bitch. Yeah, but see, because by then it was sort of a foregone conclusion. Like, yeah, Scotty's probably doing it. But yeah. she, that was right after her big seance where she was all like crazy energy yeah. monster. He's got to be already thing. like thrown off kilter. Like, what the fuck is she talking? Like, about? he definitely There's something else going on well, here, guys. Yeah, while Kirk and Spock doubt the sort of Argelian trance or whatever, he clearly believes it. Yeah. So the fact that she's like. I mean, she didn't say energy monster, but she was like, something else is up. It's it's his culture to believe something's up. Let's and maybe it will still point back to Mr. Scott, but first they need to look at all avenues because shit went down. Well, now here's the thing too, right? Is that, now in terms of writing, in terms of like how this episode is structured, I think one critique I would have is, I really don't think it was necessary to bring in the guy with the face and the guy with the hat. What? Oh, the, 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 guy the boyfriend with- and the father. Was he he a wasn't father? a father. The guy, with the, the guy with the hat? Yeah. I thought they, I think they said he was the father when we were laughing at something. Oh. Oh, because oh, uh, we he was like, I have made her dance for me since she was a little girl. Yeah. yeah. And we all kind father. of went, ugh. Yeah. And no, then he, I think it was, sense. I think under that he said father. Because well, He I was wasn't looking, upset either. Yeah. Well, the was, the was, fiance was upset. You're right, though, that like, it's interesting because the musician fellow, the father or whatever, does seem more pissed off about the fact that other guy had jealousy in his heart than about the fact that his daughter was, was dead. murdered. You know, it's just like you guys take murder pretty well. On I mean, this honestly, and, and the fiance Morla, I'm almost certain that Kara, the dancer, I don't know if she was a stripper or a sex worker. Or she what. was a belly dancer. Belly dancer. She wanted. She She went left with Scott. So I don't yeah. know what they were going to do. He was going to pour her to tears with stories on Aberdeen. She was going to give him a pity hand job just to shut him up, I can only assume that she, like, did not love Morla. That Morla made up in his mind, oh, we're together. Well, they were out out and out engaged at one point. He also had a cool I don't know. Morla? Was he the one with the cape? I thought he was the one with the cape. Yeah, only in the opening scene. He never had it again. That's a waste of a great cape. Kara had that... Weird, like, stringy hair garland. Yeah, yeah that terrible. garlandy thing. Mm. She also had little finger symbols that she, she forgot did. to actually hit together. She, I, even think, though I the, think she was going around the rims to make a chimey thing. Well, no, but the thing is, the background. <laughs> she, music, she likes to do <laughs> 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 She's all about going around the rim. Would work Jake and except, I just shared a look. <laughs> it's bad that news. would have worked, but the soundtrack just had outright, like, tings happening. Oh, so what yeah. her hands were doing and what the soundtrack were doing didn't work. Well, maybe her father was making the tings. Maybe. Although there was also, at one point, you could see the drummer clearly wasn't actually hitting the drums hard enough to make mm-hmm. a sound. Like, he looked... What do you want? He was just an extra. He probably didn't so even really play drums. So here's a question, though. Drums. If we think that she's a sex worker, does that mean, like, her dad's her pimp? Oh, Because no. that's wicked fucked up. If she's been dancing for him since she was a little girl... And presumably, in, in this her, is livelihood. In her, in her jellyfish costume. I don't know that she's a sex worker. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that she's not myself. I just think she's a dancer. And, and really wanted to hang out with Scott that night? Well, and have like, the They're really into it's free about, love. It's a, it's a fucking planet. They're all fucking. Yeah, constantly. And I mean, if you got to pick between Scotty Kirk and Dr. McCoy, 
Like, Dr. McCoy may be a little too old for her. Kirk is riddled with STDs. <laughs> Good God. Scotty Every... seems like a safe bet. Well, Scotty and McCoy, like, they they took... I mean, uh, Kirk and McCoy took Scotty to the tame place. There's another place across yeah. town yes, the where, Kirk, the, where the, the girls, girls will let you. Yeah. There's a, it's a fistin' joint. Oh. <laughs> Which one is getting fisted? Yes. Everyone. Oh. It's like a circle fist. Yeah, the, the look on oh, Kirk's no, face. circle fist! Wow. No! Wow. Well, the fact that... The look on Kirk's face... Yeah, and the every fact look that, on Kirk's face. And the fact that the first time he mentions it, he doesn't even need to finish. Doc knows exactly what he means, and he is and he's, down with and going. He was, oh, I know the place. <laughs> we are going. <laughs> We're gonna go get circle fisted. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, That's my headcanon now. It's definitely yes. a circle fisting joint for sure. No. I'm so sorry. Chris has to edit this. I don't think he will. <laughs> wow. He's just given up. He's like, uh, Jake and Caitlin are basically going to destroy this podcast every week. So just fuck it. Let's just post it all up. Uh, <laughs> all of it. All right. So... Anywho, so so they go back to what's his face's house, Jarrus. Jarrus's house, and then they um, Jarrus is like, "I have a sex dungeon under this room. You can go down there and interrogate each other. Use the oh, psycho right. tricorder. The Don't psycho forget the psycho tricorder, which we've never used before, which would have been useful in every single situation we've encountered. And it'll never episode. come up again, I bet. Ah, oh, no, didn't it come up thing. in the next episode? No, no, no. Jk, it came up later in that episode. Never mind. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, this thing is supposed to be able to like like review the past twenty four hours and tell you what went on or whatever. Including your like regress, res, re, what's that? Repressed. Word? Repressed. Thank you. Your repressed memories. Since Scott wasn't able to remember what was happening, they were yeah. hoping to yeah. glean something. And from... they and they so they send fucking Lieutenant Tracy, the medical specialist, down to do to do the thing. She gets fucking killed because of course she does. Because they left her alone with Scott. But, yep. But like really, why if you thought that this guy killed a woman who he was probably gonna get it in with, let's be honest. No chance with Tracy. You're not gonna send Tracy down there and leave her by herself with this fucking suspected murderer of women. Like what the fuck are you I doing? I mean it's one woman. And here's the other thing, like this is this is supposed like a lot of people say this is a very misogynistic episode and such and such and such. But for McCoy to jump to the conclusion that, oh, there was an explosion in engineering or wherever the fuck it was, and Scotty got a concussion from it, and the explosion was caused by a woman. Therefore, he's gonna hate all women. McCoy, what the fuck kind of diagnosis is that? That is space brain medicine for you, Ames. You know, and Scotty was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That seems a little, but then he heard the prescription was to go down to this hedonism plan. He's like, ah. Yeah, you know what? You might be an eight. I, oh, oh, women. I might need to go down and get a few hand jobs to chill. I just remembered how awful my mum was. Ah. Time to go meet some ladies. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that, that's such a weird little, like, I don't know why they felt like they needed that angle. You know, it's just like... Yeah, well, because it gave it gave motivation for Scotty to do the murders. I guess. I mean, I feel like the concussion maybe could have even just been enough if they thought yeah, they were driving him crazy. And he blamed a lady type, yeah. Yeah, but who knows, like, what actually happened in this explosion. If it were, like, oh, a Vulcan caused the explosion, he's gonna hate all Vulcans now. Better, better send him in to get a handjob from Mr. Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I know most people don't ship it, but 
I'm into it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'd be about that. He just no, walks I in. Spock's, Spock's already got some lotion going. No. He's like, I uh, personally will derive no pleasure from this, you understand, but it is prescribed. Come here. Mm. Yikes. Yeah, Vulcan porn must be terrible. It must be very boring. Oh, you know what? I, I... <laughs> There's a two-finger touch. Oh, Ew. God. Ew. Slower. Oh, 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 he's getting down to her wrist. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you've gone too pawn far with that joke. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know what I didn't realize, which I didn't, which which came up while we were watching it, but now I I can only notice it now that the episode is over. Is that when they take the knife from Scotty after killing Kara, the, the dancer girl, and we commented like, "Oh, Hengist, you're getting your fucking fingerprints all over it," and now it makes so much sense because it's been him all along. Mm, yeah. But they never took prints from the knife. Like, they weren't doing any... There was absolutely <laughs> zero police work Well, Hingis claimed he was doing all of it, so... But, like, n- nobody looked at fingerprints. Nobody, like, questioned witnesses. Well, they assumed, they they had assumed no Hingis was doing it because they, he's, the, he's the head of police operations. Yeah, he was... He was Playing with his hangus and the... <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing is he did. He claimed he'd done a fingerprint scan and this and that, and he just yeah. wanted to throw the book at Scotty so he shit. could keep killing ladies for their fear. It's like they immediately went to, well, let's try the seance thing. Like The seance thing was weird. We'll talk well let's talk about the seance thing when you guys are done blathering. Well they had to, you know, he they had to try at first for diplomatic reasons to let the locals hand it their Local yeah, crime ways. directives and shit. See, they're all yeah. un- like, see, Scotty's all uncomfortable with it because it's all this. Oh, it's all this rumbo, spooky mumbo, mumbo jumbo. jumbo from from these native pl- from this from the natives, natives from this planet. And yet, we've seen like Spock do his mind meld all the fucking time. They should have done the mind meld on him in this episode, and that probably would have cleared even more things up. Fuck, you're right. Why didn't they just fucking mind meld him? They could have done that, or they could have they could have had this fucking tricorder handy because it apparently is very useful and never used ever. But instead, we had ten minutes of. Ass- Asking the fucking computer stupid questions and come on, Scotty, tell me a lie. How old are you? I'm 22, sir. Incorrect. You are a fucking liar. <laughs> no one believes you. Oh, that that lying computer woman. I fucking hate women. And then he just stabs the fucking, <laughs> fucking computer. Fuck you. <laughs> Which condemns him, but ironically, he still didn't do the other murders. He just killed the shit that, out see, of the that's computer. That's my headcanon, is that Scotty did do the murders, except he didn't kill the, the wife. The wife. He killed the first two were definitely him because he was there. <laughs> he had the knife. He didn't. He was. He definitely was about dead. to kill the wife, but she was already dead by the time he got there. Whoops! Because the Jack yeah, the Ripper monster did. So in fact, the knife in her back actually was from him. Yeah, because she, she fell was back. Already, onto she was the already knife dead. <laughs> that he was about to stab her with. Yeah. What was speaking of which though? Like I thought this this episode. I think so. I like loved this episode first of all. And I had been looking forward to it since we started doing this. But I actually had forgotten that it was Piglet, which was kind of nice. Because oh. <laughs> like, I feel like very early on, I was like, oh, it was totally this guy. And I was right, but but I wasn't like being spoilery. I just kind of was like, oh, fuck, it's totally you. You're way too into Scott being guilty. But like this episode was super fucking dark. And yeah. like we saw on on uh, Lieutenant Tracy or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. her rank is, we like saw. I mean, from a wide shot, granted, but like actual like big red rips yeah. in her dress. I like, was surprised by that. That was surprisingly. Graphic. I was also surprised that on Sibo, uh, the wife the of the wife, prefect, yeah. they showed the knife sticking out of her back. And I mm. remember in I think it was Galileo Five that they specifically wouldn't show Seven Galileo Seven. I thought it was Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, Galileo 7, <laughs> that they specifically didn't show the spear sticking out of somebody's back because that would have been too graphic. Oh, yeah, and that's they didn't they had show the, really the navel fall. in this episode because that was going to be too graphic. <laughs> yeah, we still have a, a little a little mini tribble in a navel in this one. So you know what's funny, too, about all that is I was kind of skimming the Memory Alpha article about this episode earlier. And something that they had to scrap from an early version of the story, partly because it would have been too difficult to do, but also partly for this other reason, which I will get to, was a layered drink. Mm. And as they oh, drank each layer, their sort of mood would change to imply that whatever was in each shot had a different effect. And uh, again, partly they were just like, we can't, for such a little quick thing, we can't bother trying to make layered drinks. It's a pain in the ass. But also the censors objected because they were worried it would look like they were doing drugs. And uh, so in, that, in this, that was their concern. In this in opium this den full of dancing women. Yeah, that it would look like the crew was doing drugs. Stab wounds everywhere. That's fucking fine. Mm. <laughs> well, they did do drugs, though, because they shot everybody up with... That was the silliest. See, that's that was prescribed, yeah. so it was okay. And that's where the episode turned from this horror, this horror slash murder mystery to a zany comedy. Very by the zany. End. So that was when you you stopped liking it at that point. I I, I, I don't know liked because it. during I just thought the it was zany odd. comedy, there like yeah, there was all this lighthearted like Sulu being goofy and stuff. But in the meantime, you have this background sound of Piglet in the computer yeah. being like, "I'm going to kill you with the fury of a thousand Pooh Bears." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely weirdly disjointed. Mm. Yeah, it was really creepy, especially when like he um, tries to kill that the woman crew member who's been drugged in- up. Yeah, so she's tranked. Yep. He grabs her and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking kill her," and she's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" And then and even like- McCoy, who's at this point tranked himself in Kirk's orders, like, "Hey, you're gonna hurt somebody." It's just kind of giggling <laughs> and pointing. And thankfully, like this this girl escapes her fate. It's then immediately- she doesn't have any fear to hurt to feed on. Right, and then immediately just continues giggling about it. Like, did you fucking see that shit that just happened? Ah! What a hoot! Mm. I would have been dead. If and then of course they spot. they tranked Piglet, and he's giggling like, "I'm gonna kill you all." That <laughs> was As that saying- was hilarious. That was also creepy. And I then, just like think the solution. Okay, we've trapped the monster in Piglet's body. Now we're going to beam him into space. I'm fine with it because Piglet was already dead. Yes. And, well, actually, so I should say I'm fine with it, except unless he gen- jumps from the body and finds a new way out. Well, I'm also thinking, like, they don't know how this creature works. They yeah. don't, like, know what's what Well, they don't know. Do. They don't know how to contain him. Like, he entered the computer of the ship. They don't know yeah. what else he can do. Yeah, he just takes over the you entire You can't say, oh, well, universe. we'll just lock up, lock up Piglet in an airtight room. He could probably well, still get beam out. Beam him into the sun. Get some antimatter. Do another antimatter Actually, yeah, bomb. that makes some sense. <clears throat> well, they we... could have put him in, like, a copy of King's Quest or something. It would have spent so long trying <laughs> oh, to figure out well, the yeah. moon logic of those fucking puzzles. I like how, I like how you know... Kirk, Kirk is like, oh, we'll try to do it. We'll do a logic bomb on the computer, you know. We'll we'll tr- we'll trick it, and then you know, instead of coming up with a you know, I love you, but I hate you thing. Oh, he didn't like, even try to talk the computer. To he death. didn't talk it to death. He just was. Well, he he just he just like, kept it busy. He's like, yeah, figure out the last digit of pi. Well, that's a really stupid thing too. Is they were like, you know, there are certain unsolvable mathematical equations. So I'm expecting they're going to bring up something really advanced. Spock spends a while trying to think of something. And then finally you just go, eh, fuck it. Calculate pi. That's right. not that impressive. Why did it take you 20 minutes to think well, of that example? because it was too simple. Naturally, his mind would have gone immediately to those really complicated mathematical equations you're talking mm. about. But then he realized, oh yes, of course. I think the writers just realized they couldn't think of anything better. 
didn't mm. know a mathematician. What's to better call than up. pie? That shit's that goes delicious. on for fucking ever. I do love pie. Pie is delicious. I don't know. I, I thought it was a decent episode. Um, yeah, no, it was. Yeah, yeah I liked it was it a, a little lot. weird. There was there were some glaring holes, I would say, but for the most part. <laughs> glaring holes. That's over the fist and joint. God damn it. That's, yeah. Okay. Oh. Here's, here's my question. I saw. I heard him say it. Yeah. Caitlin made the face. No. Nope. And I was like, maybe he won't notice her make the face. Uh, he saw her make the face. We gotta have to get like a partition between the Something two. Something like horses with blinders. Or like, uh, no, here's my there's question. a place for that on that planet too. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> no, I have a, I have an actual serious, yes. a serious like Please. question. Thank God and, someone does. And, and how this would work in in any society? Because I don't happen to not know. Are visitors to another world, another country, another whatever, re- actually subject to their rules and customs? Usually. Really? Yeah, like, there's all those stories about, like, if you go to, like, Thailand or something and try to smuggle drugs in your anus or something, and they catch you, like, they'll put you in, like, fucking shit-ass prison for 30 years. Ambassadors and stuff don't try to, like, step in? Well, they try. They'll try, but but that's... But you're still, you know, the only way that you'll get out is if the government agrees to, like, be lenient. And if wow. they don't care enough about you or whoever you are. You know, yeah, if thing. you are not Bridget Jones and you don't have... Really? You should just never fucking travel, it sounds like. Mm. This is no. why I don't travel. Just don't just break don't laws yeah. while you're traveling. Listen, as long as, uh, I mean, as long as you're not relying on a green card, go wherever you want. <laughs> like, there's countries where, like, the drug laws are so strict. It's like a lifetime sentence for... There, yeah. A little bit of drugs, and like Americans have been put in prison in those countries. Mm. Well, there are countries where if you don't dress the way that you're supposed to, that you can come into trouble as well. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I think local law is pretty much always the law of the land. One yeah, in the, Rome. The, one in Rome. Basically, the only time it gets really complicated is if like someone is arrested in a country for whatever, and. Because they've been arrested, some other country that was maybe looking for them for something worse is like, oh, we found him. <laughs> and then there's kind of a fight over, well, who gets to yell at them? But uh, yeah, generally speaking, unless you're very rich or very well connected or very important or whatever, chances are, yeah, you're just, you know. So, the, so if, to... if Scotty were guilty, they would have sentenced him to death by prolonged torture. Yep, yep. And or, Kirk, especially or... because they were at an important port. Kirk would have been like, yeah, okay. Have him. Do you think on a hedonistic planet like this that it would have been death by snoo-snoo? I mean, they say their law is love. And and death by prolonged torture is not really fitting of their law. So well, I, that, think, I think that's the only way it makes sense, Kate. Yeah. Well, he so did too. state that the, the, the punishments were left over from their pre-enlightenment. Oh, why I'm not sure. fucking he update them? Our aliens, you guys suck. Because they, they haven't need, needed yeah, them. Well, that's the thing. They, that's why they, they didn't even have any detectives really to look into it, except for fucking Piglet, Piglet the Ripper. There, <laughs> he was God. basically Batman, except the really shitty murderer. Such a version. really Apparently. bad detective. <laughs> he's like the he's like the world's greatest well, how, detective. Well, he's the you, world's worst detective. How do you be a detective when the prey is yourself? Hmm. Wasn't that what that's Dexter great. was about? He wasn't, he wasn't a, detective. a detective. He was like a. And I don't think he. I don't think he ever detected. detected. Is that the fucking word? <laughs> investigated. Yeah, he never investigated his own crimes, really. Oh, I've, I've never seen it. So I wasn't Did sure he? if like. I can't remember an example. Well, that doesn't he mean... only killed the killers, so they didn't, people didn't really give a shit. Hmm. Mm. Sort of um, not to bring up Hannibal Lecter two weeks in a row, but in Red Dragon, you find out that. That's the first one, isn't it? Yes. Okay. 
chronologically. Yes. You find out that Hannibal Lecter is put in jail by a detective called Will Graham, but Hannibal Lecter, when he was caught by Will Graham, was working on the cannibal case mm. with him and was trying to, like, kind of mislead him. Have you watched the show like, Hannibal? Have oh, you? yes. Yeah. I love that show. Sad that it's gone. Hope they get that miniseries. Mm. Good stuff. Way to go, uh, way to go, Scotty. All right, now so we had Star Trek as sort of a murder horror, and then immediately switch over to Star Trek as a wacky comedy. I mean, this is what I think. Like the the tranking of the crew at the end. It was of a nice Wolf transitional. Yeah, it helped us ease it was either a way in. Well, yeah. and there was a theme, and the theme was you know don't let Scotty go on shore leave. No, right. Scott, right. Scotty does nothing but kill or get in fistfights. It's true, he throws the first punch during the altercation in the bar down on Space Station K-7. This is us transitioning Fisting to triples, cuffs. I think. It is. It is. Classic, jumped up, puffed up, Federation bureaucrat dickhead. Mm-hmm. Can't think of that actor's name, but he's one of those, like... Oh, I didn't I, write it down. I grew up on, you know, a shitload of reruns on Nick at Night. This was, that, this was Barris? Yeah. That guy was in, like, every fifth fucking TV show made in the 60s. Mm, was like, he always that that bureaucrat character? No, no, yeah. sometimes he was. I feel like he was a policeman once on Dragnet. Other times he was, like, just another local in the Green Acres town. You know, he played all sorts of lanky people. So you're saying, unlike... The actor who played Koloth, who previously had played the Squire of Gothos, a.k.a. Trelane, who apparently only has that one character, but is sometimes shunted into a Klingon role anyway. It'll be very interesting to see how he portrays Koloth again in Deep Space Nine. Mm. Just because by then, what a Klingon is... He comes back in Deep Space Nine? How much much later is that? So how much much older is he? I'm so excited! Wait, does he come back? Yep. Him and two others. Yeah, William Campbell. Really? I'm so excited. I, I love him. Oh no, that's right. That's 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 a different episode. But though. he's in full fucking makeup and all this. So I'm and, and again by this point, what a Klingon is supposed to be has been very very codified. It's mm. it's more set. Head, in it's stone. all head bridges. Yeah. So maybe bridges you don't get glare. those until you get older. Maybe it's a sign of maturity. They no, figure that out later. No, it's, it's stupid. I know. I know. But, I'm just no, but I just kind of wonder if, like, because the way a Klingon is supposed to be performed has changed so drastically in mm. the 30-odd years between the episodes, if if he plays it differently or if it's just like, no, it's still just him but with Regis now. He might just have to stop giggling at his own shit. Because <laughs> yeah. he really is. He's so pleased with himself he all is. the time. And with, like you were saying, Ames, with Trelane. Yeah, with Trelane it's fitting. With Trelane being a kind of goof. Like works yeah, with a, a Klingon. Kid, you know? With a Klingon, when he's like leaning back against the desk with his with his ankles crossed, yeah, that is not how Those little any of the face. other. That's not how Core acted as a Klingon or the other ones that we've met so far. They are, you know, quick to violence and they're fucking, you know, on top of their shit. They're not just like leaning back and having fun. Does every Klingon we've met have a name that starts with K? I forget the other one we've met because we had Core and Koloth. Was there another one? The one from... Oh, Darwin, but that could have been an assumed name. Yeah. Uh, the, the one from Kang. the... Kang. No? What was that fucking dude's name? The, the, the one from the the one where McCoy helps Lady give birth. Oh, yeah. What was his name? I forget his name. My notes are way over there. I think Kang might be a Klingon, though. Because I know Kodos, of course, Kodos the Executioner. But, but I mean, obviously, because, like, Worf is... Yeah. on and he's not with a K, but I'm wondering if the original series was, that was kind doing of a little winky face. Maybe. Here's here's Klingons and all their names starts with K. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, Kang, Kang's a Klingon. Okay. Mm. It's kind of a weird one because you've on the one hand you've got this this plot 
that seems like technically it's the main thrust, but it feels secondary about the grain and Sherman's planet and all that. But it all sort of takes a backseat to the Tribbles. Yeah. yeah, but it does that because the way that they introduce the idea is like, it's like, okay, here we go. Exposition meeting time. Yeah. What do you know about this? What do you know about this? Oh, how about this? Okay, great. Go episode. It was yeah. like <laughs> that little briefing meeting. We just, it just, I don't know. I know that it's not easy to get all of the exposition out naturally sometimes, but it just feels like in this case they didn't even bother to fucking try. <laughs> I will say for all I, I made fun of the name Sherman's Planet, I still make fun of the name Sherman's Planet. At least for once, it wasn't, you know, Spacey on 9. Hmm. I mean, I don't know who the hell this Sherman guy was that he got to just go, fuck it, Sherman's Planet. Well, Sherman is Mr. Peabody's pet boy, isn't he? That's, That's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> pet boy. Too true. I'm guessing he discovered it and was like... This own, is my the planet. The owner of it. And he was like, fuck it, I'm not calling it Spacey on 9. And then he died and left it to... The Klingon and Federation empires the, to work out. I'd like to think it was actually well, founded the Organians, by uh, wasn't it? or something. Well, it's the Organian Treaty, but I don't know yeah. if that's. I'd, I'd like to think it was actually founded by a uh, centuries later descendant of Jay Sherman. Mm. He gets down to the planet and was like, "It stinks. I'm gonna live here anyway." <laughs> yeah, the critic reference. I was gonna say I don't get it. <laughs> I got it. Uh, Topically, yeah. yeah. Considering all of the fun and the humor, I did like this. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say that. I kept expecting because I, I could have sworn I've, I'd seen this episode years and years and years ago. I kept expecting to hate it and be like, "Oh, when we finally get to the Tribbles episode, you guys are gonna be all so happy, and I'm gonna be pissed off." But no, I'm not pissed off. I'm happy with it. Yeah, it's a good, I think it's a decent episode. Yeah. It, it was nominated for a Hugo Award and lost to City on the Edge of Forever. Yeah, but would have come in second. So, I mean, City on the Edge of Forever is probably the better episode. Yeah, I mean this one's fun. Like this, yeah. is, this is a good fun comedy episode. A yeah. lot of the, a lot of the, like, I know Gene Roddenberry and others of the like production crew staff kind of folk. A lot of them didn't like it very much because they were like, "Why is Star Trek becoming a comedy? Mm. This isn't what we really wanted." But Gene Kuhn fucking loved it. Mm. I mean, it's one of those things where you know Star Trek always has elements of humor in it, mm. and I feel like when Star Trek doesn't have humor, you end up with the motion picture, <laughs> and which is just like, eh. um, I mean, it's a great, great prescription for insomnia. Yeah, but I mean, you know, maybe this one took it a little over potentially in, in some people's view, just because it is basically a, a comedy throughout. Yeah, and even the music gets in on it. Yeah, in a big a way. Lot this time. of goofy music. Um, it's really at the forefront. The fight. In, the fight is a is a comedically yeah, like choreographed a, fight. Yeah, I love it. And it's like you said, even though it doesn't actually play into the plot a lot, it feels so significant. It really is. It's a very long brawl. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you consider it's not really directly related to anything. It's just to show there's tension between them and the Klingons, which, yeah. yeah. I mean, the bit where my favorite part of the fight is when Chekhov punches the Klingon and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, he punches him several more times He's and then like gets thrown. a wall. And he gets thrown across the room. It's great. <laughs> Chekhov. Don't hurt Kate. yourself, Walter. Uh. <laughs> That's our new hashtag. <sighs> Poor Walter Koenig. Hasn't he oh. suffered enough? Oh. <laughs> Oh, apparently 500 tribbles were hand-sewn for this episode, and they were all dumped on Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) And I've heard differing specs for this, but I also heard heard somewhere that there were a total, like grand total, so not only the hand-sewn ones, of 1,500 tribbles in the episode. Wow. Mm. That's a lot of fucking tribbles. 
thought it was going to be 1.7 yeah. million. Yeah, how much? Did they, they, they say whose job it was just to sit there and just occasionally chuck one at Shatner's head after? Oh, they the didn't meeting. say who. They say it was you know some of the stagehand. I wish folks. I I would love that job. Must have been so satisfying because he probably is the kind of person that when you're working with him, you want to throw something at his head. Well, I was gonna say, like, he's actually he's actually doing. He sneak a rock into one on occasion. Oh mm. no! They did say that they were they kept throwing triples into that vat because they couldn't tell when that when it was over. So yeah. they just kept throwing new ones in, and they did that scene where they all fall on his head like eight times because <laughs> they wouldn't fall the right way for the first. Seven, I guess. So by the end, he was really fed up. That look of, I'm so fucking fed up right now, <laughs> wasn't even acting. Oh, and we no. should have guessed, really, because he's not that good of an actor. That, that's the one reason he was able to get deal with the fact that all those ones kept popping out at him. Because somewhere in the back of his mind, he was like, can't ruin take. <laughs> Don't want to deal with this again. I mean, you'd think that he would have reached that point after three takes, not eight. The triples poop. We think <laughs> yeah, no. I have a lot of questions about the triples, and one one of my questions about the triples. Do they just create more triples? They Any questions? Well, do they have to do they have to mate, or are they? No, they're, they're born pregnant. They're born pregnant, but then once they have their first litter, do they have more litters, or are they well, done? They, they reproduce. Well, okay, that's I don't know the answer to that. It does sound like because doesn't Doc say they can sort of produce at will? Because it sounds like on they their own, on their own. Yeah, like, they can self. Well, he says they're bisexual. He says bisexual because Doc doesn't know fucking vocabulary. But yeah, they, they seem to be able to self uh, self fertilize. Okay. So they can continue to produce, although they do get bigger because the one that Uhura yeah. gets at the beginning is very small. Yeah, and then we later well, they've see been, they've been engorged on grain. Well, hers wasn't. Wait, though. was that supposed to be the same triple? I imagine it would. Be. I yeah, assume it was the same, color. It was the same one that yeah, she had. I assume had. that she would keep her. Person, it was her you know, pet. Sometimes, well, baby, wait. That's true. You know, nothing wrong Should, with that. I, I understand. Actually, though, that one was gorged on grain because it stole the sample that for some reason That's they true. let Chekhov keep. Uh, yeah, how was that one didn't not... eat it. Yeah, well, no, but <laughs> the grain he doesn't die. The that, that triple didn't die, though, so, like, was That's that true. grain... Well, that had been separated out. Maybe, uh, before maybe that poisoned. was a, the sample bit of grain that didn't get poisoned. Yeah. I see. The, the bright, blue, neon, green, blue grain. Can you spay a triple? Could she have kept her pet if they spayed it? I mean... Probably, My doc can't figure out, like, what the yeah, hell yeah, it, 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 Okay, is. so here's the thing, though. It doesn't poop. It doesn't have an asshole... So all but of it, it so fisting but is off the that table. It eats goes to directly to its offspring. Wow. Or to making itself bigger. So either you or would to have, like walking you sometimes. would have a triple yeah. that just continually got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until it was a beanbag chair. Until oh it, my god! Until it filled you the sit known, on it and it would squeak. It filled the Aww. known universe with triple material. <laughs> or you you know so you couldn't spay. Otherwise, I, I, whoa. I mean, it's gotta have. It's gotta have. Like, oh, an opening where the babies come out. Maybe it's also the mouth. Yeah. Just eats too much and vomits out babies. Does it have a cloaca? What the fuck does it have? I mean, I don't know. Does, I, it, I, does it double as its mouth? Is its mouth like a, a, a hole for all mouth purposes? Mouth-gina? Yeah. Mouth-anus-gina. I don't think it poops. <laughs> no. I think if it pooped, it would poop Kirk would have been much more grossed out. Oh, no. That's true. Yeah, well, also, the whole fucking bridge would have been covered in shit. Yeah, shit it would be and more shit everywhere. Shit everywhere, yeah. Oof. Yikes. Smell is... alone. No. Uh, you know. I'm assuming that <laughs> rain is full of gluten, too, so it's like... Do we think the smell of triple shit is better or worse than what it smells like when you're mopping up the fisting parlor? No. I think... 
You're supposed to have Harry Mudzer in there. <laughs> that, was, that was the one thing I thought. I thought Cyrano, Harry Mud, and Trelane should have adventures together. That yeah. would be great. I would watch that spell. The basis could be like to punish him for his latest infractions. Like <laughs> Trelane's parents have stripped him of his power. Oh no. So like, yeah, the three of them just jaunt about the galaxy. Does he get to keep the great coat? Oh, fuck yes. Oh yeah. Great. I'd keep that. Then coat. I'm still on board. Mm. I want that coat. Me too. And they just buzz around and, and get into shenanigans. That sounds awesome. We also liked the bartender in this episode's coat. He was great. I loved that coat. Well, that one, I, I remember... It felt very, like, Michael Jackson in Thriller somehow. Mm. Well, that like, had, not with the chains, but... That had popped up in an earlier episode. I remember. I just didn't remember. Really? It was another It was barman, on a different barman. I remember going, Oh, I it was in Court Martial, wasn't it? Because that was the other yes, bar. That was the, the other one with a bar. And we thought it may have even been the same set, just with a door on the different side. I wouldn't be surprised. So, they're good, good thing they found another guy in that coat fit. Mm. Well, I liked, I liked that coat. I would yeah, wear it. Yeah, it was a good coat. I would wear it. No, uh, speaking of that door, the fucking door design was obnoxious and yeah. I hated it. The fucking dumb, dumb door design. wouldn't, so it was like a, a sliding door, door, but it wouldn't go all the way into the wall. Why I just feel like someone split? was going to walk. open in the middle? Yeah, like, why wouldn't it Enterprise? just open in the fucking middle? But no, no, they, it opens in a way that would be very dangerous. Someone's yeah, you could cut yourself open on that shit. going yeah. in that door. Bullshit, you, I say. You were about to say something before I jumped in, so... I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't have much to say. I will say credit to the barman, too, for that scene at the end where he has to sit there looking sullen, covered in triples. Because... <laughs> They have the camera just on him, and he's in the... Well, they have it on the crowd, the group in front of him, but he's in the background the whole time, and that man does not budge. Mm. Like, uh, he is there he, the whole time. That's just, a little. That's a fun trivia fact about this episode, is that he actually died filming that God scene. God damn it, Jake. And they didn't notice until they were cleaning up the set that night. And he didn't move. Oh, God. Yeah. Aww. Oh, God. That's why the episode's dedicated to his memory. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Yikes. What? <laughs> Right, here's, a, here's another triple-related question. Yeah. They berate... don't want to say Trillane. Not Trillane. Cyrano. They berate Cyrano for, for taking tribbles out of their natural habitat, so now they no longer have predators. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is very much akin to, like, when, I think, bunnies were taken to... Australia. Australia, and fucking overran the place, because nothing over there eats bunnies. You'd think uh, something would learn. Yeah, I mean, there's fucking tons of snakes. There are probably spiders big enough to take uh, down a small there's rabbit. There's so many things in that country that just want to kill for the sheer joy of it. <laughs> kangaroos are assholes. Yeah, just like start kicking them for fun. Kangaroos invent soccer, but they use rabbits as the ball. Yeah, so, so wherever the tribbles are from, they must have the most well-fucking-fed predators because they don't move around. They don't have defenses, and they breed continuously. They must be great like Those like foxes predators. and wolves and mountain lions just get to hang out and wait for the tribbles to come to them. Very mm. fat predators. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's actually just a planet of cats, is what it is. Oh, kids. cats oh, have gotten so way too fun. big, and there's like, yeah, it's a planet of people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it just—it turns out the tribbles are absolutely delicious. This is like, like the poplars. Poplars from yeah, Futurama. Exactly. The must, same thing. Must be a motherfucker to eat, like prepare them though, because you have to get all that fur off and such. Can, and they're so small. Them. Yeah, but they're so small. When you boil them, ones. the skin just separates. Oh, perfect! Yeah, it's it's like it's like when you boil a peach, but you lose so many much of the flavor when you boil it. Really, the only way to enjoy triple is to have you triple have fritters. To, you boil for like mm, ten seconds. Deep fried. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. That's the way to basically everything. You, that's there's true. not yeah. much that you can deep fry. What do you think triples taste like? Good. Popcorn chicken. There we go. Mm. I was gonna say. I'm gonna say they taste like baby triple. <laughs> The shrimp and lychee balls that we get at dim sum. Ooh. 
Maybe they're that magical thing. They taste like whatever you need them to taste like. Yeah, I bet all the Klingons hate them. Why do they taste they like well, snozberries? The Klingons hate them. The Klingons hate them, and they hate the Klingons, and they hate the Klingons. So, and that's the that's the other like the silly ending with the oh we we shot them all to to the Klingon ship. So there'll be no Tribble at all. <laughs> like <laughs> The only reason they're called Tribbles was yeah. for that line, probably. I, I don't know the reason. But if Klingons and Tribbles fucking hate each other, you might as well have just thrown the Tribbles into space to begin with, because the Klingons are just going to kill them. Well, they, the thing is is that they're going to have to like find them all first, because it's not... Spo- Scotty specifically says that they like fired them into the engine room, which means the Tribbles are like getting all up in the guts of the ship. Not necessarily. So the like, ship's gonna just blow up because it's gonna be like the engine is full of tribbles. Like if my and they car never saw Koloff again. <laughs> Accurately, the, the Klingons had to evacuate, and like legends tell over the years of a starship crewed by tribbles. Mm. Yeah. Now I do put on the little now, driving glasses. I'm surprised Cyrano didn't go over the rules with Hora. Don't. Feed them after midnight. Don't feed them after midnight. Or at all. Don't get, get water on them. Yeah, well, especially because he doesn't want her to have a whole bunch of them, because then that takes away from his profit. What's the third rule? So you can't feed them after midnight, you can't... Get them wet. Get them wet. What is the third rule? Profit. Uh, you can't kill anyone from uh, Omnicorp, or whatever it's called. It's, well, that's the uh, it's that you don't talk about Fight Club, I think that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm in violation. I yeah. forget the other rule. Yeah. I also think, think fucking Gremlins... Does not hold up. Oh, I've actually that's never, great seen, I've actually never seen. I can't do it. I couldn't. I maybe Classic. maybe I just finally watched it too late in life. Maybe. And I'm a hardened adult who does not have any love. Do you think, uh, given no other option, Tribbles would resort to eating Klingon flesh? That's a good question. I mean, cats do. Yes. Pigs. Pigs go fucking carnivorous at the drop oh, of a hat. Oh yeah, pigs are fucking horrible. I but, like the but idea. Tribbles don't have teeth, so I do like they the have idea. To suck on you forever. Like a lollipop. No, you know what it is? They don't need teeth. Because they, they, they can push out a little bit of acid and just I, uh, drink the dissolved bits Dissolve of you and eat that. That sounds delicious. I, I, slowly and painful. I really love the idea of like the clans like, ah, oh, these fucking tribbles all over the ship. And then you start diving on them and like, <laughs> oh god, where'd Jenkins go? And then there's just a skeleton and it's like, ooh, fuck. And they just run it. It's like the rabbit scene in Monty Python except with tribbles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or those, uh, those, those like... Flesh stripping ants in the shittiest Indiana Jones movie. Which one? Uh, Crystal Skull. What's that? That's the fucking one after Last Crusade. I know, I'm just kidding. I was pretending it didn't exist. Because in my head canon, it doesn't. Speaking of things that shouldn't exist, let's talk about the miraculous event in this episode. Oh, the yeah. rising of from the dead of Leslie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Leslie Mar- after having every drop of blood drained from his body. Yep, he's back. Well, you know what? They probably just had some experimental treatment or other, and they figured, well, what's the harm in you know uh, experimenting on a dead body? He's dead. If it works, great. If it doesn't, meh. No one needs to know. Doc's a dark motherfucker. That's true. He's actually <laughs> yeah. He's like a zombie. We got some of Khan's blood lying around from when we had him on the ship. Oh, Let's see what happens no. when we jam oh, it no. into somebody. Seems like a good idea. <laughs> Augment blood. Yeah, Phoenix down. They did that in the movie, right? Yep, yep, they did for some reason. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Doc movie. cured death. Good for him. Uh, so did Nomad, to be fair. Yeah, but. Well, yeah, but yeah. Nomad's very smart. He's a supercomputer. What is Doc? Chopped liver? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, all right, fair enough. But yeah, no, Leslie was one of the guys that eventually hauled Darwin off at the end. 
Oh, yeah, fucking well, Darwin. Good, good to have Leslie back. Yep. Yeah. Missed him, big square head. Yeah, Darwin was a little twat. Yeah, that guy's real, very good at being a toady. Really bad. Also, look, he sounded like he was from Jersey or something. Look, the Klingons are very good at preparing their, their deep cover agents. Hmm. They weren't in fucking Jersey. They were Space Station K-7. But they, you certainly believed he was from Earth. No, here's the thing. He comes back. Yes. In DS9. Yep. Darwin and also comes back? There's an episode of DS9 where they have the, the where they go back in time. Oh, Trials and Tribulations. To Trouble and Tribbles. Right. And it's because Darwin is so was so ashamed and so dishonored by like he like this whole thing was like a the thing where he was gonna be the hero to the to the Klingon Empire. So he's so ashamed. He's disgraced. He's gonna mm. go back and kill Captain Kirk. Oh <gasps> um, Gasp. Good luck, buddy. But even in DS9, he's still disguised as a human and no people still don't know who he is. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, shouldn't this guy be, like, on the database now? He's been to prison. Yeah, but wouldn't you have to search the database to, like, know? I'm sure in the future there's, like, there's, you know, there's already fucking Big Brother shit now that can identify people. I'm sure in the future they'll have, like, you know, facial recognition technology. Yeah, I suppose. But, like, Doc had to tricorder him to figure out he wasn't people. That's true. I just wonder if, I don't don't know. Because every time the man gets a physical, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you know you're a Klingon? <laughs> what? I like how they... I knew oh, I was no. adopted. Yeah. <laughs> My parents never told me. I, I did like how they... I don't know. I was very amused, I should say, with how every time somebody had, had to make a triple react to a Klingon, they just shook the triple yeah. around. <laughs> Which would have been hilarious on set because obviously they wouldn't have had the the triple sound. That's true. Until later, so you really just have William Shatner walking around, walking up to people and shaking triples in their face. Oh, they don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Oh, they 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 like you, Mister Paris. Well, no accounting for taste. Mm -hmm. I love how not like how even after he was told to cooperate with the guy, he still couldn't hide his naked disdain for him. Mm. It was kind of great. Yeah, Kirk was not pleased either about having to be supportive of, of him. Well, fuck that Tow-tow guy. tow to this asshole. He fucking made a sector-wide alert. babysit my grain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of a fucked up thing to do. I'm calling in the army on a code one alert because I'm afraid that my snacks are going to get taken out of the fridge. Mm-hmm. I put my name on that sandwich, and it's mine, and someone keeps taking them at lunch. Those motherfuckers. What happens? God, how would he react to an actual emergency? Oh, speaking of no trouble at all, I I found um, the original titles for this script. Really? There were other titles? Yeah, the original, original for this script. I forgot to write down the the writer's name because I'm a jerk. I'm sorry, writer. Good job. But these titles weren't great. The first original title for the script was The Fuzzies, back when they were called Fuzzies and not Tribbles. Fuzzies! <laughs> and they had they had to change the name because they, they thought it would be too like a book or something that was around at the time that sounded too much like Fuzzies. Or, just to put it delicately, dumb. No. The next was, A Fuzzy Thing Happened to Me. <laughs> That's better. They're getting there. Yeah. And then they named, named them Tribbles, and the title would have been, uh, You Think You've Got Tribbles? <laughs> <All> <laughs> dot, right. dot, dot, question mark. I like that, too. Yeah. 
I like that too. But that was another one that would have been too close to a, I guess, oh, a, um, a title of a thing at the time that they changed it. Well, Trouble with Tribbles worked just fine. It did. I, I do kind of. It does seem to support what you had said earlier, though, that they actually did just call them Tribble just for the sake of a Trouble pun. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I'm sure that's true. Uh, yeah, it's still far better than The Fuzzies. But plus it's good, though, that they didn't make the title too punny, because mm. if you have, if the title is punny, and you close on that pun, it's just overkill then. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's... You're, uh, fribbles? Yeah, fribbles they're, they're from Friendlies. From friendlies. friendlies. They're delicious. Are they made of tribbles? They're made out of soft serve, right? That's the, that's the difference between a fribble and a frap, I think. Is it? I think so. I think a fribble is made I thought a fribble. Soft. I thought a fribble. The fribble was just a frap from Friendlies. No, no, because it also, also has it's copyrighted. I think it also yeah. has like more milk because fraps are really thick, mm. and fribbles are kind of like thick chocolate milk. They sell both of them there, and I think I At think fribbles? oh, do they? Yeah, they, I have, they only had fribbles. No, 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 yeah, you me get too. A frap, you can totally get a frap. Well, that's the fribble with fribbles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'll see myself out. Okay, uh, explain to me then the difference between a frap and a milkshake. Thickness. Is it yeah, thickness? Yeah, thickness. well, a frap, a frap is a thick thing. It's got ice cream in it. A milkshake also brings all the boys together. Well, yard. not. So here's the thing. Some would argue that a milkshake Those people are wrong. should not have ice cream in it at They're all. They're wrong. And that it should just mm, be whipped a, that's milk. That's absurd. No, that's wrong. That's chocolate milk. No, but whipped up. Whipped up? No, that's not right. That's just a latte. Milkshakes, no coffee. <laughs> milkshakes, milkshakes. I think are just thinner than fraps. I think that it's a regional dialect yeah. thing. I think it's that like you people. I know all probably most you of you people. at the table. You people. You probably say say Jimmy's, don't you? All? No, I don't. Not Jake, anymore. No, because it's does. racist. It's not racist. That's the stupidest thing ever. Okay, well, there's been an argument that the title, because Jimmy's specifically means chocolate sprinkles, and the argument is that. It was such... I don't know that it's true, but I've heard that they were potentially nicknamed Jimmy's because they're brown sprinkles, and they're nicknamed after the Jim Crow laws. I doubt huh. that. It's one of those things, I, I looked into it once, and chances are it might just be an urban legend. But it's one of those things that enough people know it is true that's like, I'm just going to avoid the whole thing and say mm, chocolate say sprinkles. sprinkles. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to no, continue. Fair. I've always called them Jimmy's. I'm going to continue. I even call the rainbow sprinkles, as you say, I even call those just rainbow Jimmy's. That's the thing. When I was a kid, I was actually raised calling them either Jimmy's or rainbow Jimmy's. Yeah. So that's the thing. I didn't have the differentiation where Jimmy's was only chocolate sprinkles. See, I think that's... I we're always sprinkles. I don't think we ever... Like, well, I mean, I've heard... you hamster, so... Yeah. Bruh, I'm like 45 minutes away, Doesn't though. Matter. It's not that different. It's different we say enough. everything it's else. different enough. Well, the thing is, though, I have heard Jimmy's, like, in terms... Like, for, for... Well, and actually, in New Hampshire, it probably is a fucking race thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. The brown... The chocolate sprinkles were Jimmy's, and the rainbow ones were sprinkles. See, now, for me, sprinkles are the little colored non-parel things. But those are non-parels. But I call them shots. I never know what but, to call but, them. But, that, I mean, yes, they're non-parels, but when I would, if I wanted those on a thing, I would say sprinkles. And then I think what you're thinking of is shots. What Are you thinking of the little... The, yeah, the little balls. Okay, the ball... Well, what are the little discs? Little discs. Oh, they're, I don't know. They're often on cupcakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a chalky Just kind of Just sprinkles. Texture. Those are still sprinkles. Yeah, see, I don't really Round have a name sprinkles. for those. I feel like I bet sprinkles can be anything. Like, I bet for a confectioner, there's actually very distinct Oh, I get why they're called them. shots, because they're like shot. Like pellets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like little little round like birds. Bird, bird, pe- bird yeah. shot or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What a very bizarre tangent. <laughs> mm. But what do you call a grilled meat 
sandwich in served in a long roll. Jake knows. Jake, you know the answer. What do you call that? I call them grinders. Oh, what the fuck, guys? A grinder? I thought you had to go further south for that. I thought that was Jersey. No, there's a pocket in Connecticut. Really? A grinder was where you put your bud and. Well, that's different. That's a different kind of. Um, like yeah, I, I just thought, yeah. like a meatball grinder. So like even close proximity, there's there can be weird yeah. well, change, well, differences. And I don't know if any of you close, you say bubbler. I, I say bubbler. I can't I say, say bubbler. Oh, I can't do Water it. Water bubbler? Like the bubbler is the thing that has like the pulling springs. Yeah. Well, no, it's also the thing that you... It's a water fountain. That you lean oh, over. No, no see, no. I only ever used it for the Poland Springs thing. A fountain's always just been a fountain. A fountain, yes. Yeah, oh, I see, I call the... I, kn- I would call the thing the Poland Spring. Well, I guess I'd call it a bubbler, too. No, that's it's a cooler, water cooler, cooler, yeah. But I would still say... Bu- I would probably say bubbler for both. People do say bubbler for both, but I, I don't think I say bubbler for either, really. I think see, I have, say you, I've always used bubbler and... for a... No, actually, yeah, I would say bubbler for... Yes, okay, sorry. I had to, like, stop and think. Water fountain and bubbler would be... The separate things. Poland Springs thing is the bubbler. Yeah. Yeah, I got a fucking vocab list when I moved to Massachusetts. What? Where do they? So weird. Where do they actually call them heroes? Because I've never actually met a person that calls them heroes. But a hero is a certain type of thing. Like hero is like a gyro. Or a hero. No, no. There are some areas where it's H E R O. A hero is what we call a sub. sub. Yeah, like a, like a, like you go to. You're gonna say that that's someplace in Wrongsville, USA. Here we have the. Yeah, there's some a, of human knowledge. I know there's somewhere the there's, there's, a, there's the a great map. Are going to be so confused Evidently. by how long this episode is because <laughs> it's going to end very early, but then it's going to have the longest post credits we've ever had. No, keep these in the episode proper. It's yeah, fine. why not leave it? But we probably should. Uh, well, okay, if you can find the answer to the hero I can't. question quickly, I have to remove my phone. Oh, oh. Yeah. I know. The, I know somewhere there's a really great map because they took an um, uh, etymological thir- survey, if my mouth can work, of calling people from different places and saying, like, how do you guys say this thing? Like, you know, a, a long sandwich that you put beets and cheese and stuff in. And there's a map, and it colorizes, like, which ver- which uh, area speaks, says what, what thing. Hmm. Like, I don't know if you guys know what a sun shower is. It's, mo- it's it mostly when, it's sunny, when, it, when it rains when it's sunny. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But in, like... Down south, a golden shower. I was gonna that's say what we call it around here. <laughs> in down south, they 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 look outside if that's happening and say, "Oh, the devil's whipping his wife." Oh, Jesus! What Apparently, the there's also something about like there's some culture where it's like the foxes are getting married or something like that. Really, something for, like for that. when it's raining while it's sunny out. Yeah, huh. you know what I think's weird? A lot of things are weird. So, well, that's true. Some places call all soda coke. Yes, they that's do. More lemon lime, lime to what kind of coke? What kind of, what kind of coke do you want? Oh, a Sprite. What? That's not a coke. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. No offense, listeners. No, right. it, I, I find it confusing. Just, just the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cola. I had to learn. I don't know where I learned this because it, it used to be tonic. that in this area, tonic was soda. But it still is. It's very if you're eighty years. Oh, old. Say it's very archaic. But somehow I picked that up. Well, Did you? And it, it would very much confuse staff at restaurants because I would say, you know, oh, what kind of tonic do you have? And they'd go, you mean to- tonic water? <laughs> I, I, sorry, soda. What kind of sodas do you? Like every so often I would get, you know, usually an, an older member of wait staff who would go like, oh, well, we have, you know, Coke products or Pepsi products, depending on which they had. If I said, what kind of tonic do you get? I feel like the only thing you should get these days if you order a tonic is a can of Tab. Hmm. So, <laughs> That's it. So, or... Tonic water. Well, yeah, but I'm saying if you said I, I'll have a tonic. Yeah. Uh, so hero seems to be, according to the dialect map thing, it appears to be 
New York and Connecticut and Chicago. Well, that's weird. Uh, yeah, like. Um, but that's a, that's an odd what also is interesting is that I see that Grinder extends all the way up. In, is a Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island thing. Grinder, Grinder is absolutely a secondary thing mm. here. I mean, I've heard people here call them grinders. When I was in, so I, again from New Hampshire, but I feel like we would have grinders for lunch sometimes. I've always called them subs. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, we they've, they've never been grinders for me. Yeah, I've never sub even is heard definitely them call them like Isn't sub is the most popular now? term for it. That's red is. That's because it's correct. Like, <laughs> No offense, I'm sorry. That's all right. I know get what you're your, saying, at least. You, you get your subs on a torpedo roll. Torpedo roll. I so never we call should, it that. Oh. Neither do I, but they are called that. So you buy Does anybody have anything else to say about the trouble with tribbles? Yeah, because we wound up on this very weird regional food naming. This is my chicken genre. sandwich, and this is my coffee. <laughs> this is my chicken sandwich. This is my coffee. One is for... Eating one is for drinking. Okay, that didn't work at all. <laughs> I don't even know what you're to the tune of what that is. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's from uh, that's from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Oh, okay. This is my rifle. This is my gun. One is for fighting. One is for fun. Yeah. The gun is the penis. But, yeah. yeah, they grab their crotch. They're very the serious. You don't call a rifle a gun because that's that would be wrong. Yeah, early army will yell at you. Really, game at yeah. army. Fascinating. Right, well, that got off to a weird, weird place. <laughs> Let's talk about fisting some more. Thanks, everyone, who stuck around for the whole bizarre jaunt. Do feel free to find our Facebook page and tell us what you call subs in whatever you know part of the country you live in. And if you live in a part of the world where maybe subs aren't that popular, you can just tell us we're a bunch of fat Americans. Or sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. We're also on Twitter as at SSHB Podcast. We are on Tumblr as SSHB Podcast. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, you know, do feel free to maybe uh, give us a, a like, a rate, a review, a subscription, uh, things like that. Do please join us next week when we will be talking about the Gamesters of Triskelion and the very exciting A Piece of the Action. For a starter to hear her by, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Anything they call subs in space. God, how would he react to an actual emergency? Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I brought some chicken to work and someone went into my goddamn Tupperware of chicken and took a piece out? Into the Tupperware and left the rest. Yeah? That's harsh. I was like, what the fuck? So it's true. Get a padlock for that. I just need a code one priority alert so I can keep that shit from happening. You should do. do. I need exactly two. You should make some chicken. Put marijuana in it. And then, no, take a big dump (laughs) in it. Leave that in the fridge. Yowch. Oh, man. Now you make some chicken with some laxative. Just. So the thing is, people always joke about the laxative thing, but the thing is, is uh, if a pregnant woman had that, you could fuck up their pregnancy and you oh, could shit. seriously well, fuck some shit up. Be stealing your food then. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to like kill a baby because someone ate my chicken. All right, all right. What's something you can dip the chicken in that will fuck up the eater, but not their potentially unborn child? Just some regular poison. <laughs> regular old rat poison. Alum, like in the old cartoons, makes the mouth all like ew. Hmm. Or maybe just like too much salt. Just like put a lot of salt on it. I never know. Take a big bite. Too much salt. Poop.
feces, yeah. Hoof and mouth disease. Making somebody else eat shit literally <laughs> is like the worst thing you can do. Literally to a eat shit. Yeah, I mean, what what is worse than that? Nothing. I don't know. I Nothing. feel like I feel like Ames and Chris probably think having to be on a podcast with us is about as bad as having to eat shit. <laughs> Every episode is a shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you guys. Uh, uh, wow. No trouble at all. No uh, trouble. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense here. Nah, 